0: today in the attorney career advice podcast with harrison barnes
1: two practice areas that are transactional you can the person's from another country they they don't have any to compete so large firms now actually you can do that you can hire a local attorney okay for those especially in state pacific areas like real estate or probate how does bcg facilitate a smooth move okay yeah real estate and um probate are both uh You know, there are certainly some local rules and things associated with them, but those are two practice areas where real estate's not doing that great at the moment. But those are two practice areas where people can do very well moving to new firms, and you can transition from small markets to big markets and big markets to small markets. There's a lot of demand for those types of attorneys in different markets. I've relocated people to Los Angeles from Weird markets like Maryland or Boise, Idaho was one of the ones I can remember. There's lots of um, ways to relocate to different markets. And it's really, it's something, it's not really that, I guess my point is, it's not really that difficult in those two practice areas that are transactional. You can typically get a lot of opportunities doing that. Let's see here. Okay, So here's a question, I'll put the person's name up. So I'll just question someone from Greece wants to relocate to positions attorney yeah this from greece i'm just saying from greece so you just have to the problem is with all these relocations is you have to there has to be some sort of incentive for the law firms to hire you you have to have something so there's then this is a good question it could be from greece it could be from alaska wherever i'm just saying areas part of Florida, nowhere but the point is that if you're relocating to a market you have to have transferable skills And so, you can't just be, you can't just expect to relocate to a market without any transferable skills. So, if you want to work in, if you've been practicing for five years, but you're practicing some something where your skills aren't transferable, there's no reason for a law firm to hire you. Even if you're from Greece, and I'll just tell you hypothetically, even if you're from Greece, and I'm not trying to be rude here because I know this is difficult, but, and you want to relocate to the United States, the first thing people would tell you to do is they would say oh go get an llm which is a graduate degree in law then that will give you the ability to take the bar exam in different states most people choose new york or california then once you take the bar you want to try to find a job but again it's not easy it's extremely hard for people coming out of llm programs to find a job most of them try to find a job at these big firms i mean like this firm or these firms but law firms are very nervous because if they hire someone from greece the person's from another country they they don't have any local connections they could leave and all sorts of things so that makes it difficult so the really the just as it goes for everyone this is recorded so hopefully uh, maybe other people will see this but the question is how does a a foreign lawyer lawyer get a job in the u.s in the u.s so that's the question so first thing is you go get an llm that's one then you then you take the bar, then you can apply to jobs if you want, but that's, you're probably not going to have a lot of luck. You can apply to, you, you can apply to smaller firms and make have some luck. Then you need to get a, you need to get a work visa. I don't even know how that works. It's a green card, I don't know what it's called, but you need to get some sort of work visa typically sponsored by the employer, because I've done that for people before, typically sponsored by employer. And then after you get your work visa then you can work. But the point is that not this 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 route is very difficult. So you can do that. And the problem with these LLM programs is that they, they might charge, I don't know how much they charge, but they're expensive. They might charge like $100,000 or something or more. It's just crazy. And they don't offer, there's no not in this one year. I don't think they give scholarships or anything. There's probably cheaper ones. I'm just, these are most of them. And you take the bar, pass the bar, and then you can apply to jobs. Uh, in the US, wherever you want to work. If you apply to small firms, then you might be able to get a position. You might even be able to get a position in some cases for one year at some big firms, very difficult. And then if you apply to smaller firms, you'll often have luck. You know, what I would do, a lot of times if you're like, say you're from Greece, I would find firms with Greek people in it, or owned by Greek people, because that's going to, there's going to be some potentials there, firms with Greek people in them. That's how I would do it, or something, but it doesn't have to be that way. I'm just saying that people that would be like your situation.
0: Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do, and one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not gonna find them on major job boards. Because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today.
1: But this route works maybe, I don't know, 5%, 10% of the time. It's difficult. I don't know why it's so difficult, but if you were to go be very aggressive uh, doing this, you potentially could get even 100. The, The issue is how many places are you applying to? It's going to be very difficult for you many times to get into the largest firms because it's just too much of a risk for them and they're going to want they're going to prefer people that are born in the us and they have contacts and they've worked here but how many places you apply okay so there's that so that's one route but the sm- smartest thing to do really is to and this is how things can work better is you do you get your llm you take the bar and pass the bar and then and then what you do this is this is actually most people don't understand this preferred route is then you you can do that, but then you actually go and get a USJD, uh, get a USJD, which is actually a bar which is the, the, the same uh, that other same that American attorneys have and and then and then you don't have to take the bar then you can do it eventually later. And once you get a USJD, then then the, the reason that's good is because it shows it shows how well you do competing with the US people. On an eleven on eleven level playing field. So what does that mean? It means that an LLM, pretty much everyone gets good grades. It's not there's no it's but it's just it's not really that it, there's not really a lot of competition there. But if you get a USJD, there's class you're ranked and um, and et cetera. And then then you after you get that you either take the bar where you typically take the bar or and then you apply to jobs. So that's really the smartest way to do it. This works. This is what then apply to jobs. And this is what people do that, that end up do the best. So I, it doesn't mean you're going to get a job at a major market, but I see some of the funniest stuff. Sometimes I, I was talking to someone that did this route uh, that was from I don't know, Cambodia or something, just not like China, just some Cambodia or something like that. And I was talking to him and his resume was like, he was working in some sort of like Midwestern farming town in Kansas or something representing farmers. This is very funny, but, and he ended up moving to a larger market, but it's just, you have to, this is the route that people need to take. I don't know why no one's ever written an article about this, but I probably should, but this is how most people end up are that are from foreign countries. This is really the preferred road. So having a JD just is much different than an LLM. An LLM is just, it's, it's, it's just like grad, it's just, it doesn't really, it gets you, it makes you eligible to take the bar in the US, which is actually a really good thing, but it's not something that is really going to distinguish you and as a foreign attorney. It's just, even if you go to Harvard or whatever, it doesn't, it's not that important. You have to get the JD to really to get ahead, and I don't. Again, I've been doing this for a quarter of a century, and I don't know why anybody never talks about this. I really should write an article about it. But but you need to get the JD really after your LLM to to have a, be- a better chance of getting employed. Oh, okay. Let me just hear. So, my second year patent prosecutor working to relocate. Do you have any suggestions? So, what I would do? Yes, you can get a job in California, but the California bar is difficult. So, just understand what California. California. Without the bar, without the bar, firms are terrified of hiring you. So why is that? It's just the, the reason that law firms are so scared of hiring people without the bar is because so many people come to California or they come to the U.S. They, they, they. I'm sorry. They move firms from one firm to California, and they take the bar and they don't pass. So the pass rate, I don't know what it is, but it's. It's way below 50%. And, and it's even harder if you're, if you're already an attorney. It's just like this really hard bar exam. It's not that you have to be smart to pass it. but You just have to work really hard studying. And, and that's a nightmare. And un, unlike a lot of other bars, you can't wave in if you have a certain amount of experience. So if you don't have the bar um, in California, the law firms are just completely terrified of hiring you. Now, that doesn't mean you can't prosecute patents and that sort of thing. But law firms just don't like it. A patent attorney with a computer science background, the nice thing about being a patent attorney uh, is that you can pretty much work anywhere. California may be off limits, and Florida may be a little bit off limits unless you take the bar, but, and I'm sure because of low pass rates, but you can get a job anywhere. What's so cool about patent prosecution is there there are so many like small firms that do patent prosecution. There's firms that could be in Long Island, New York, that are three people, that are doing patents for Amazon or Microsoft. There's so many patent firms out there, it's just, it's incredible. And and they all have needs for people. So it used to be, there's a whole history of what happened to patent prosecution uh, firms. It used to be that there were some big firms that did only patent prosecution. and, And what happened is a lot of those firms got absorbed by bigger firms, but they also couldn't compete. So large firms now with patent prosecution, Large firms with patent prosecution are are interesting because what happens with them is they have to charge they they charge hourly rates and so that scares everyone away it scares people away. and so they they charge hourly rates which scares people away so there's that and and so a lot of times patent prosecution doesn't scare but scares a lot of people I would say scares a lot of clients away so what happens is that the people that are getting the work as patent prosecutors small firms, individuals, et cetera, what they're doing is they charge fixed fees for patents. So they charge fixed fees. And so what that means is that a lot of the work, because the companies wanna save money, the companies would rather pay, can be like 300K for a patent, or just something ridiculous, or 300K for a patent, or that's probably way more than it should be. It's just 300K for a patent, but these firms might say, they'll do, do any patent for 40,000 or something. I, mean, I don't know what the number is, but I'm just giving you so uh, so people, all the work's going to the smaller firms. What's nice about being a patent prosecutor is you can certainly try to get a job at a large firm, but the large, and the large law firms do a lot of patent prosecution, but many times your best uh, option is going to be when you relocate to try to find smaller firms that do patent prosecution. In some cases, they're even individuals. Like I've worked with people that were individuals that have a million dollars in business doing patent prosecution for certain types of companies so i just i'd recommend where i you i would try to just look at a lot of firms the only way you can and you can find these firms a lot of ways but many times you can just do like a google search and that will and for patent prosecution things from wherever you want to work and you'll see firms that are doing it large law firms by the way are not doing as much Patent prosecution, as they used to, because as all these people are starting to charge fixed fees, uh, the clients don't really aren't don't really need to be involved in that anymore, and 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 so that's how that's going. So it's important to understand that.
0: Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today.
1: Yes. This question is. Let's see. How about this? Is a good question. How about becoming a foreclosure attorney, bankruptcy attorney? Yeah, during a slow economy. Yeah, yeah. It's important though. Yeah, you can definitely do all that stuff in a slow economy. You can do foreclosure defense. You can do foreclosure. You can do all this. But you should. One of the things is you should go into a practice area uh, area that you enjoy or that appeals to you, not just to make money. Enjoy not just one. So what does that mean? That just means that when you choose the practice area you're going to go into, you go into it based on the fact that it appeals to you, that there's something about it that you like, that you think it's going to, it's a strong practice area for you. But, and if you go into something that you like, you're going to see the world and everything you're doing through a much different lens than if you just go with something to make money. I always recommend that everyone try to find a practice area that that makes them excited, that that appeals to them, that they like. So sometimes people really want to go into they're really interested in corporate law because they like working with businesses. They're really interested in family law because they like that dynamic. It's just whatever the dynamic is that appeals to you, as you look at different practice areas and you can see yourself doing it, it makes you excited. That's what you should do. So here's an example that I'll bring up that I don't know how quite relevant it is. But anytime I was in like college or law school, you always get these, I don't know, they're all online now, but you used to get these books where you could read through what these classes are about and then choose one based on your interest. And they would, one of them might be about, I don't know, how to do, you know, tech transactions, whatever the stuff you're reading that appeals to you and that you liked, and that just makes you excited when you're reading about it is the exact sort of practice area you should do. So some people would read about tax law and be like, this sounds horrible, but other people would read about it and be like, wow, that's really cool. And then some people might read about, I don't know, a trademark prosecution and read it and be like, oh, that looks really cool. And other people would not. So you just have to think when you're looking at things like what is it that um, appeals to you the most and, and go into it for that reason. Because any time you do something that you like, you'll make money. You don't have to worry about the money because your enthusiasm for that practice here will be and will, everyone will pick up on it clients will pick up on it, the firm you work with will pick up on it, and you'll go farther. If you pick something you don't like, then you really won't. Law firm, owner of a boutique, owner of a large market, no reciprocity, even my state for two years, thinking to open a local office in Connecticut and hire a local attorney there so I don't have to take the bar again. I would then manage the office. You know the Connecticut market, Hartford specifically. Um, my firm handles IP. Yeah I I don't what I would say is in terms of this is actually a good question. Do I know the Connecticut market? I know all I know is the types of firms that are interviewing our people. I know where there's things are strong and, s- and slow. I don't know what the rules are of actually no that is actually you can do that. You can hire a local attorney. I know I know someone with a big personal injury law firm. That has a bunch of attorneys working for it and they want to open an office in another city. And so I think he took the bar, but then everyone else is, I don't know how it works, but then but yeah, I think it would be smart maybe to hire a local attorney. I, mean, I don't know if you have to, if you have to take the bar going to go into Connecticut, you can wave in. So I would always look at those uh, requirements when you're trying to um, move. And yeah, but if you're leaving your state, I, I don't see why you couldn't well, you said no reciprocity, why you couldn't uh, continue to to service those clients. Yeah, I don't see any reason why you couldn't. I, again, I don't know the laws of professional responsibility and how this works. I'm probably not the, um, the 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 best person to answer that. If your question is, could I find you a local attorney to work for you? Of course, that's not, people love that sort of stuff. And it's very easy to find um, most types of attorneys if you want them to work for you, especially if they you want someone to manage to be the only attorney in office. So I don't see how difficult that is. How would you find an attorney? You can use a recruiter. You can, it's difficult for a lot of people to understand like how to screen resumes. But if you were to hire someone, a biggest, whether through a recruiter, or you just, many times you can just put ads out on your own and it doesn't matter how you do it. But the idea would be you want to find someone that uh, has some sort of stability and looks like you're going to stick around that you, you have something to offer them. Meaning, I don't know, Ability to run an office or independence, or but you have to have some sort of thing to offer, and then and then bring someone in that is going to uh, be a good fit for you. But yeah, that that's how I would recommend. I'm sure there's if I were to look for an attorney for you, I'm sure I could find lots of people that could do it, because it's not anything difficult. Let me see. If I answer the patent attorney question. I have one more about opportunities in New Hampshire. Okay, New Hampshire is an interesting state. There's a lot of kind of rural areas and there's a lot of like suburban every market has opportunities in it. What I would recommend anytime you're interested in the market it's fun, you can search Google for um, attorneys in your, pra- in, your in your in your practice area location. Let me just see one second. In your in your practice area location. And when you do that, you it's typically it's not that difficult to find. People doing the type of work you do. You can find law firms doing it. You can find individuals doing it. It's just, so that's what I would look for. When you say opportunities, that would be those kind of two opportunities. There's, there's job openings and then there's just places you can apply to. Many times you just apply to. So the idea, is, so job openings, what does that mean? That just means that a specific firm has openings and um, because of those openings, you apply and hope that you get the job, which is one way of getting a job. It's not always the best way of getting the job. The next way is to find places to apply to. What does that mean? That means that you you find firms and, and that that are have your practice area, and then also in the location you want to work with, and you apply to them. You just find the person to apply to. Typically, if it's a small firm, you apply to the name partner. If it's a large firm, there's usually recruiting people. If it's a mid-level firm, you just you find places and you just apply to them and you say hey i'm this type of attorney i'd like to work there and this is the way most people it's a much easier way to get a job than applying to job openings because when you apply to job openings you're competing with everyone and and so there's that all right thanks everyone for the um, questions I and mean, these webinars are very useful i'm trying to i'll try to do a good topic next week and thanks for all the questions and again the relocation is a very you know smart move for anyone's career i definitely to the extent you can i Um, recommend uh, always that people try to relocate because it it definitely can help your career. Now, let me just make sure I don't have any questions. I think that's it. Thanks, everyone. And I will talk to everyone uh, next week. Thanks.
0: That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com.